Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, an online marketing educator, leader of an incredible global community of female entrepreneurs and a content creator based in Melbourne, Australia. This show is designed to bring you practical strategies and candid real stories of entrepreneurs to help you make marketing, mindset and money your superpowers. Let's get into the show. Today's guest is one of my students from the Modern Marketing Collective, who's gone from an emerging interior design business to owning her expertise, raising her prices and booking out. She is Sharon Parker, and she has more than 16 years experience in the residential design and construction space. She's run her Melbourne-based design studio, White With One, since 2015, where she coaches women through their design dilemmas, ranging from concept planning and material specifications through to color consultations and pre-sale makeovers. In fact, Sharon is the design consultant that Coden and I have worked with for our home build, which is just a few short weeks away from completion. And a side note, you can go to my Instagram at Emily Osmond to check out our progress. Sharon can also be credited for her contributions across 13 years in residential construction, where She was a key stakeholder in the creation and management of World of Style, a revolutionary design space for one of Melbourne's largest volume builders, Porter Davis Homes. With a longstanding belief that good design should be available to everyone, Sharon knows the key to a successful project is confidence and education. She's passionate about empowering women by taking the stress and guesswork out of decision-making and putting them back in control. She has lovingly poured everything she knows into an exciting new online DIY design tool guaranteed to help women confidently achieve their design goals. It's called Curate Her. So without further ado, let's bring on Sharon Parker to the show. Sharon, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I was very honoured to be invited onto your show. I'm a big fan and, um, yeah, really excited. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to chat about really the evolution of your business. I know that it's going to be something that's just really inspiring for others to hear and it inspires me and I'm just so impressed with you, Sharon. So I'm excited to to dig into how you've done it and also the different stumbling blocks or hurdles that you've come across along the way, because there's always those too. So could you give us a little intro to what it is that you do? I run a business called White With One Interior Design. I've been running this business properly for about the last four years. I've had it registered for many, many years. I did my interior design diploma about 20 years ago. I was on maternity leave with my daughter. At that time, it was always just a little side gig, a passion project, just a creative outlet for me. I was working in construction and unbeknownst to me at the time I kind of knew that that's what I wanted to do but I didn't know in what direction because I've always had a love for property and renovating and yeah so uh, about four years ago I sort of um, wanted to get out of corporate the, the corporate environment I'd been working for builders like I said in the construction industry for about 
oh, 15 or 16 years and it was great and it certainly taught me a lot and it leveraged me in my career and it was, you know, I'd, uh, a very independent person and I loved being able to achieve and set goals and um, reach the next milestone. But I wanted to do something a little bit more personal and get that creative outlet again. So I went and started to take on a few private jobs. It kind of just grew from me doing my own renovations, my own builds, and then people coming for advice and then helping out um, and then loving to share what I'd learnt over my the course of my career. And yeah, I ended up moving from a, a large mainstream builder to a small local builder doing renovations and new builds and I wanted to get back to a little bit more grassroots design so back to the table uh, sitting at the table with mum and dad helping them navigate their journey filling the gaps giving them confidence and answering their questions and just you know directing them through the right pathways so um, white with one has evolved in that space more so in the last couple of years and um, yeah it's, I love it I wouldn't have it any other way it's really cool I think that you've you felt that real drive to make that change about four years ago or so when you're like, okay, this has got me to where I am working for the large companies. Was there anything that happened or what was it that was like, right, it's time for me to make a change and and go out on my own? Like I've been working for volume builders and I'm not sure if anyone's familiar in that in that industry, but it's large scale. So there's a lot of clients that you're seeing and there's a lot of deadlines and it became a bit of a numbers game for me. So I was in this space of being, I was managing an interior design studio for a large builder. And some people may have heard of World of Style and that was my baby. So it was a really great project for me to learn very intensively the customer journey of interior design and what they go through. I was managing that and then I just kind of got itchy feet. I just wanted something more. I wanted to go, like I said, go back to the grassroots because it just felt very commercial, quite the numbers game. And I just, I wanted that personal touch to come back. I wanted to feel like I was making a difference and not just meeting targets and deadlines. So that was definitely the turning point for me. I'd, I'd been, like I said, very career driven, single parent, and I had a daughter and I felt like I just had something to prove to her and show her that hard work can, you know, you can achieve your goals if you really wanted to. But then I just kind of went back on everything and thought I would rather the quality over the quantity. I wanted to, you know, really make a difference on a personal level, one-on-one with people. And you're so good at it. Coden and I, we were like, we got this, we can do this, building our own house, designing. And then, as you know, we were like, right, we probably need a little bit of help here. So we reached out to you and you've just been so helpful. And I like, like I mentioned to you the other day, I'm like, you're kind of like our interior design consultant because we can come to you and we might have a couple of options. And we're like, Sharon, can you just tell us which one you think is going to work best? And it's just so reassuring to have someone to help like that yeah definitely and you know one of the key roles that I found in my career is to be the navigator just to be someone to help quite often when I meet a client and I try and get inside their head as to what style what design outcome they're hoping to achieve and can I deliver that I then create a little bit of a pathway in my head and it's about guiding and nurturing that relationship and helping the clients realize their own potential and realize their own confidence. So a lot of it is about me just nurturing and and investing in them and then, you know, very gently directing people in 
the direction that they need to be to get that outcome because like you said if I had a dollar every time someone said to me I kind of know what I like I just don't know (laughs) how to pull it together a majority of the time you're already there but you just don't have the confidence to commit and to take that step and take that plunge and often it's the interior designer or it's a different perspective a fresh pair of eyes coming onto a project that can help you see well oh this is great I you know I'm already there I love what I'm, I'm going to go with it or well maybe I hadn't considered that idea I love that you've been able to you know help me explore different avenues absolutely and it's been so helpful we're like no Sharon would go with this this is our theme so <laughs> and I'm not always going to be right because it's your home but all I can do is share from my experience and my knowledge what I know because you don't know what you don't know I'm there to help fill the gaps so that you can make an informed decision and then move forward. So I'd love to chat with you, Sharon, about when we first started working together in with my business. So I think that must have been 18 months ago or so. I'd love to hear where you were at at that stage. What what did business look like? Where were you at with the business? Could you Could you take us there? I'd been um, doing a few little private jobs on the side and I felt like I was gaining a bit of momentum, just running my own course and, you know, trying to navigate online as a sole business owner. If you don't have the support there, you just go online and try and download all the eBooks and, you know, grab as much information as you can and then try and fill the gaps. I guess I got a bit overwhelmed and lost. So I came across the Modern Marketing Collective and it was a bit of a godsend for me because it was great information you know you're a terrific leader and you're inspiring so many people and so knowledgeable but it was also a great community so the platform overall and the course itself was really valuable for me so it just gave me a grounding it gave me a foundation of something that I can fall back on and so that's where it was more so I gained confidence and I began to learn a little bit more about my business and what I wanted to achieve from the business, not what I thought other people wanted, but what I was looking for as the, as the business owner. And it gave me some of those skills and confidence to be able to put myself out there and take a little punt and do some stories and throw out some, some you know, be part of the challenges and just understand how I can use the platform like Instagram or social media to help leverage and grow my business because I didn't know how else to do it. You mentioned around helping you find your confidence. What did that look like? How were you feeling before or what were maybe some things that you were telling yourself or voices that you were hearing? And then how have you managed to yeah, overcome them? Because it's such a huge thing for us as sole traders or small business owners having that confidence is, is just huge. Absolutely. I mean, I'd come from a corporate role and I had at one point I had a team of like 75 people to manage and I felt that I'm like, I'm a grown ass woman, sorry, swearing. I've got this, I can do this surely, but I felt so out of my comfort zone. I felt like I was way in deep when I went out on my own, like seriously giving it a go. Um, And it just, my self-esteem took a massive hit and I just felt like, who am I to think that I can run a business and share what I know? retreat go back to the safety world of being employed and you know working for someone else's dream and at that point you know there were points where I was starting to second guess my decision but ultimately the confidence was more about overcoming imposter syndrome and I'm not good enough and who am I and then I started to compare myself to other people and what's she doing in the local area and she's my competitor and no oh my gosh I'm doing something similar to her I'm gonna look like a copycat 
So it was really about understanding, again, what's my goal, what's my vision and niching and being okay with that. So all of the things that, you know, I've just spoken about has come through just consistently digging deep in the business, using the Modern Marketing Collective and each of those lessons and the modules and going back to basics to know that this is my show and I don't have to prove anything to anyone else. (laughs) I'm just like doing a cheers. I'm like, yes, Sharon. (laughs) Yeah. And it took a while, but when I, when it came, that light bulb moment just, just hit me and I'm like, I've got this, you know, and I don't have to compare. I don't have to sneakily look. I've started unfollowing people who I felt intimidated by. You know, it's it's just not about them anymore. It's not about me. It's about my clients and what I can share. So, yeah, it was very empowering, 100%. Don't get me wrong. There are the odd occasions where I see other people and I get a bit of envy of what they're doing in their businesses. But I go, you know what, Just I'm just following my own path and I'm okay with that. And the thing is, yeah, I totally agree. And then it's remembering, well, actually, is that what I even want? And I don't know what's going into them having that. And I'm, I, is that the type of, I don't know, work or amount of work or anything like that that I actually want to do? Yes, there were times and even more recently I've had to learn to ease up and I'm I'm a bit of a giver so I will do more than what's required or I'm, that's, you know, I'm a bit of a perfectionist too so I'm learning, you know, that, that 80% is okay. It doesn't have to be 100% because I'm probably over investing and, and my client won't see that extra 20%. They'll just see the 80% and they'll be happy with that. It's more about me managing my own expectations. What have the last like 18 months or so looked like in terms of your business growth? Like in terms of clients finding you, how have they found you? Because I remember, like I remember some conversations when you're like, Emily, I did an Instagram story and now I've had, I don't know, two or three people contact me. How has that looked for you over the past several months in terms of people finding you, people inquiring? How have you done that? It's been incredible, really, because I don't even have a website. I've had the domain and it's been one of those things on the to-do list. I need to get it done. Do I do it myself again, that perfectionist control freak? Do I relinquish and let someone else do it? Didn't have the funds to do that. So it kind of fell by the wayside. But social media, like the Instagram, Facebook platforms, they're free. They cost you nothing. So you've got a channel there that you can really use to your advantage. And I did that and I started consistently just being me, just posting things that I felt were relating to White With One and reflected my brand voice. Again, that was that whole knowing, staying in my own lane and not trying to be someone else who's doing something different. So I just consistently posted and, you know, be confident to do the stories. I do remember my first story. I was so nervous and I just, I think I did about 20 videos before I was comfortable with one. Even now my daughter will laugh. She's like, oh, mum's doing the story. It's taken her half an hour. She's in the study. But, you know, I'm getting better as I go and I'm more confident and comfortable, but people are seeing the real me when I'm there and when I'm when I'm present um, and they relate to that so a lot of my business has grown a lot of my clients have, have come through to me very organically they've sat in the background and they've just waited and they've just watched along there might be something that's resonated with them there might be a, a way I'm presenting how I'm talking um, my mannerisms you know I like to think that I'm a pretty calming kind of person and pretty grounded I like to be very transparent as well so what you see is what you get 
and I think that's related to a lot of my a lot of my clients have connected with that and you know just knowing that I'm in the area where there's a lot of renovations and new builds as well has been really advantageous for me but that said I've got clients that are remote I'm doing a job in Cairns at the moment so it's just that proves that you know that connection virtually and you know on that social platform is really really important so yeah it's very much been an organic growth and I've loved it and that's the thing you never know who's watching and sometimes it can feel frustrating at the start because it's like I'm doing all of this and nothing's happening and then it starts happening but you got to keep doing it. Is that what you experienced as well? Absolutely, because there was one point where, you know, I was posting and I'd sold out for a month. Like I'd, I'd done a couple of stories or a few posts consistently and, you know, I'd get two or three clients and they're big jobs and that's me for the month. There was one, I think it was one point I might have mentioned that within a week I'd made a month's worth of my salary from my previous corporate job. So that was, you know, a massive reality check for me. And that was showing me the potential of the consistency and just showing up and owning it. What does your business look like now in terms of clients? I know it was probably a year ago or so and like business wasn't quite where you wanted it to be. You wanted more clients. And now we were chatting the other day and you're like, Emily, like I can't, I can't post on social media because I've got no space for clients. Yes, how's the irony of that really? Like there are peaks and troughs, absolutely. And I know that if I am on social media more frequently, I get more inquiry and I'm still a one-man show and I'm happy to keep it that way. I do want to keep it, you know, quite intimate and personal. Never say never though, but I do know that if I, I kind of have to pull back a little bit if I can't manage the workload because I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver as well. That's a big commitment to me, being able to manage the quality relationships that I've got and not spread myself too thin. So yeah, I do. I have to pull back every now and then off the socials because, you know, and you manifest this stuff. Like I'm, you're putting yourself out there and then it happens. Like, trust me, it, yeah, from experience, it does happen. And remember as well, because I think as well, you've put your prices up. Is that right? That's right. That was a couple of months ago. I kind of went, um, again, going back to that, I'm over delivering on what I'm offering and the value and all of the feedback that I was getting from my clients. So, you know, not to be boasting or anything, but it blew them out of the water. Lots of the feedback, they were so overwhelmed with what I delivered. And there are some, and I had one last week where I just did a mood board and I took it the next step and I started putting materials in there. And within an hour, the feedback was, this is perfect, awesome, I don't need any changes. So that's from one meeting. Um, Doesn't always happen that way, of course. But um, yeah, being able to do that has really helped me gain that confidence and realise my worth. So, you know, people, I've had some clients that have been a little bit argy-bargy and trying to negotiate and I've had to own that and say, this is what I'm bringing. I'm giving you 16 years of experience in the construction and design industry. Um, I'm going to save you money at the end of the day. I'm going to help take away a lot of that overwhelm and that stress. More so, I'm going to give you the confidence and that investment of time and reassurance that you feel good about your project. You know, we don't want to go through these big major decisions with so much anxiety and frustration and stress and if someone's there to to, to help alleviate that why wouldn't you like let's get there's so much else 
involved in a build or a renovation, let's get the clarity and the confidence down at the beginning and have the right people on your team to do that. And it's so powerful when you can communicate the value of your work as well. And it's like, you know what, this is going to help save you time. It's probably going to bring more value to your actual build project as well. So all of that is so smart. And I love that you, it sounds like you built up that momentum and with that and with the feedback, because this happened to me, it happens to most people, I would say, then your confidence builds as well. And then you start getting more filled up with work. And then you're like, well, I need to probably put my prices up. And then you've got the confidence to do that and the work's still coming. So it's just, a, it's a really, really cool evolution. And now you're at the point where it's like, well, probably need to take a wait list for clients. <laughs> I know, who would have thought? Absolutely. So, and I do that. I probably hand on heart need to be a little bit more proactive in pre-booking ahead in advance. I'm not just looking at the one or two months, looking at the three months and the four months, because of course a renovation project goes for well over, as you would know, a new build, anything from 18 months to two or three years even. And that planning phase is really important and that doesn't go for one month. That takes a couple of months as well. So clients need to be prepared and well advanced have the right conversations and reach out to an interior designer or their building designer or architect there's conversations to be had well and truly before the the site fence goes up and action starts happening so I need to also then encourage that with the clients and with my audience as well just to help educate them that you have to be prepared more in advance. Sharon, it's so funny how when we achieve some goals then the goalposts change and we can almost be like oh okay well actually, this is now what I'm shooting for. And I know that's that happens to a lot of us. And that's what's happened to you as well. In terms of, let's say a year ago, what you have now was really the dream, I, I, I think. And now you're there. It's like, actually, there's more that I want. Tell us what that looks like for you. It's been a very interesting year or a year and a half for me, because I love what I do. And I love to share the knowledge and experience that I've got. And the whole lockdown, the whole corona thing for us, we all were looking quite inwards as what means most to us and where are we heading. There was a big question, an unknown, many, many businesses, just not interior design. We all had to pivot and think of ways to think outside the square in order to survive and get through that period. A lot of interior designers then went online. We were able to Zoom. We were more able to do things remotely, send samples in the post, And it just got me thinking that there's more people out there that need help that aren't one-on-one in person or, you know, not everyone's comfortable meeting an interior designer. They might not have the time. They might not have access to the right resources. And my philosophy is that good design should be available to everybody. No matter where you are, no matter what your budget is, everyone should be able to have access to that opportunity. So I kind of got me thinking that what if I shifted my business from one-on-one in person to being able to share what I know and my knowledge to a much wider audience. And why can't I take it online? I like to think I'm an innovator in the industry as well, not not the, the trailblazer, but I just want to shake things up. I just want to show people that there's a different way of doing things. And, you know, drawing again back on my corporate career and business strategies and planning ahead and, and the customer journey, I'm launching a new product in a month or two and it's called Curate Her. So basically what it is, it's an online um, interior design platform where homeowners can go and 
select from a collection of 15 pre-curated schemes. Now they're all inspired by the Australian lifestyle and our beautiful environment. So the colour palettes, the tones, the textures, quite relaxed and organic. And they can order that online and basically what they get delivered to their door is a box of samples full specification it's a little bit of a DIY design in a box so if you don't have the confidence or you kind of know what you like but you don't know how to bring it all together here are schemes that a designer has curated in the background so you've got the confidence that it's going to work and you've got the choice to do a scheme for your kitchen your bathroom uh, there's an ensuite and then there's an interior decor package yeah, it's just putting you back in control and giving you the confidence so that you can go and do your own design scheme. But I've given you the tools or you've had someone there, a little cheerleader in the background, silently cheering you on, giving you the tools so that you can navigate that way yourself confidently. This is the new passion project and this is where I feel I can share and help so many more people. And like I said, there's people remotely that have no idea where to go, where do they start. They don't have access to large stores or suppliers this is me. I'm drawing down on all of my experiences to create this collection and it's at all different budget price points as well. So there's like a good, better, best in each box so that, you know, if you've got to make some compromises but you don't want to sacrifice a good design scheme, there's still some entry-level products that you can mix with high-end products so that, you know, it becomes more personal. So you do have a say in the choices at the end. Oh, Sharon, it's so good. And I can see it's going to be so helpful because that's something we've learned doing our build that there are so many decisions. So to be able to, for other people to be able to say, well, this is the look we like to be able to order and have everything specified for them with the products and options that are going to suit that look. So, so powerful. So I'm so excited for you to get that out into the world. Where can everyone find you and also curate her? My business is White With One on Instagram and that's White With One, which is the number one. And also the new business is curateher.co on Instagram and also on Facebook. And anyone can send a DM. I'll be doing a bit of a launch campaign for Curate Her shortly in the uh, trenches of website design. I'm more than happy to field any questions and yeah, hopefully it gets received well and they can see what the concept is all about. And um, yeah, looking forward to the next venture. And finally, Sharon, what's something you would say to someone else perhaps that was it's just starting out in their own business journey. I think that there's like so much that you've overcome yourself. What would you say to someone else that is maybe in those really early days and perhaps looking at other people, it's like, well, they've achieved this and they've achieved this and it's, Sharon's achieved so much. What would you say to them? It's very hard because I can certainly relate to how people feel and the insecurities that you're feeling. You've just got this passion and you know that you want to get there. You really want it with all your heart, but you don't know how to, or you're just kind of fumbling your way through and you're thinking, oh, I just just want it now. It will have to grow and you need to put some time to invest in it to let that grow. But don't doubt yourself. Really try and find something that you're wholeheartedly passionate about and design the business around that. Don't try and be something that you're not. And that goes down to a little bit of niching. Because then it's you're starting to talk from the heart because it becomes more real and sincere. And yeah, just learn everything that you can. Lean on people. Don't be afraid to ask questions and ask for help. 
and you just give yourself a little bit of backing and and credit yourself for the things that you can achieve any mistakes that you make and goodness knows we make mistakes along the way just acknowledge them and take a lesson from that and see well I probably won't do it this way next time I'll do it another way so yeah don't stop learning and um, you just have fun just enjoy it it's a great opportunity such wise words Sharon thank you so much for joining me thank you for having me it's been an absolute pleasure Thank you for listening to The Emily Osmond Show, brought to you by my Instagram freebies, which you'll find at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave me a review, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media, and tag me at Emily Osmond so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.